Major League Soccer, the biggest stars. But now it's Chicago's turn as the Chicago Fire roars into Soldier Field in 1998. Chicago, Chicago, that's Hotland Town. What a difference a few days makes. What a difference a striker that is confident and feeling himself makes. It's a huge difference. Two different teams. The one that was on Saturday and the one that was playing uh, in Soldier Field today. Big difference. Yes, Latan, it is a big difference. Uh, Welcome to the Windy City Football Experience podcast I have got for you all. A shorter episode. I just want to talk about today's fire win because we don't really get to talk a lot about fire wins on this uh, on this podcast. So I want to do that with you guys today. So first off, like, subscribe, uh, leave leave a question, leave a comment, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All that stuff I always ask you guys to do at the beginning of each episode. Go out there and do it. Do it now. Well, no, wait till you finish listening to this and then go do it. All right, so beautiful night for soccer. Let's start that off. It was a beautiful night at Soldier Field. It was not hot. It was not humid. It was actually a little chilly at times, which is a good thing, in my opinion. I'm more of a cold guy. Give me the cold. You guys can keep this this dumbass heat. I don't like it. But anyway, the fire. that The fire that were coming off a 3-2 to loss against Columbus from Saturday... After being up two to nothing at halftime, uh, I was curious: what kind of fire? What were we gonna see? Were they going to have uh, given up? Were they going to have capitulated, or were they gonna come out here and and have a chip on their shoulder, have something to prove? And they came out with something to prove. Now, as excited as I am, and I'm as excited as I'm sure a lot of you are, because there were some positive. There were. Well, of course, there's going to be positives, right? Because they won. But I still believe that we are all on the same boat, that it's the season is pretty much over. The Fire are probably not going to make the playoffs, even though they have leapfrogged Toronto and D.C. and currently are six points out of a playoff spot. D.C. does have a couple of games in hand, and a couple of the teams ahead of the Fire also have a couple of games in hand. So let's keep that you know, in perspective, but you never know. It's MLS, right? But I think we're all, uh, we, we all think the season is pretty much dead. So that was the question. How will the fire come out? How will they react? And they reacted positively. Good play. Right off the bat, uh, a few minutes in, John Duran, who should be starting. I think it's, it, it's no question anymore that the youngster needs to be starting. And boy, did he make a statement tonight getting two goals, a brace. And he's, I, I believe, the second or third uh, fire player, a, a young fire player to score a brace in a game since DeMarcus Beasley. So that that is, wow. The kid is fast. John Duran is fast. You know who he reminded me of? Kylian Mbappe. He seemed like Kylian, and, and yes, I know he's not Kylian Mbappe, okay? he I did not say that he's at the same level. I am saying... That he reminds me of Kylian Mbappe. Just that speed, the body type. The kid is not afraid to take uh, defenders on. 
sometimes to a fault, but, you know, he's, he's going to learn. He's going to get better. He's young. He'll learn to make better decisions. Uh, he gets a goal right away. A ball that he fought for, okay? Uh, uh, Toronto have the ball in their half, and Durant uh, fights for the ball, and he dispossesses the player. And the ball falls to who else but Chicago's best player, uh, Chris Mueller. And he feeds Durant with a through ball. And Durant was ahead of the defensive line, but he was in his own half. So he's onside. And nobody caught, catches him, man. Did I, did I thought he's going to take a heavy touch. Are they going to catch him? No, man. The kid took good touches, great speed, and then just waits a little. You know, he faints a little that he's going to shoot. And he does shoot, but the goalkeeper goes one way, and he shoots to the uh, to the opposite side of the goalkeeper. Fires first goal. The place erupts. You know, all 10,000 fans that were in attendance today, myself included. Um, it, it was, it was at the time, you know, you're happy, but, but you're also thinking, shit, I've seen this movie before. But, and it's no surprise that the fire were going to play so well in the first half. However, for the first time in a while, especially at home, the fire did not control possession. Uh, they were playing on the counterattack, and it worked to perfection. The second goal. The second goal. Come on. A beautiful assist by uh, Brian Rodriguez. Yes, our very own from Chicago, Illinois. Ball comes out from the back, and he flicks it. He just heel flicks it. Duran controls it with his chest and then spins his defender, gets in on goal. Two nothing fire. And that was it. That was the game. That's how the game would end. Gaga Slonina came up with huge saves. Two huge saves. One of them in the 70 something minute. That was a thing of beauty. A long distance shot, which really it looked like that was Toronto's uh Toronto's best chance in the game was in the seventy something minute. I think it was in the seventy something minute. And Gaga Slonina gets a glove on it. That's why he's going to Chelsea. That's why he's going to Madrid someday. I think he will end up in Real Madrid someday. The kid has something special. He is something special. Uh, it's unfortunate that the Fire are going to lose him, but it's good for him. And let's see how much longer he stays with the Fire. How much longer are Chelsea going to let him be with the Fire? Um, hopefully the Fire starts to pick up. Hopefully they're not a losing team because uh, that might be an atmosphere that Chelsea doesn't want their player in. But let's let's not get into negatives right now. Everything is peaches and cream right now. The second half, it did look like Toronto uh, got themselves a little bit more into the game. But they never really looked dangerous. And the fire had opportunities. The, the ovation that John Duran got when he was subbed off was amazing to, to, to hear in person. And you can hear, you could hear the difference when Shabilko comes in, all right? Because they announce, all right, leaving the match now, number 26, John Duran, and everybody's clapping. He's getting his ovation, his much-deserved applause. And then, you know, they announce the guy that's coming in for him, Casper Shabilko, and the crowd is like, yeah, I guess we're going to cheer for him because he plays for the team. But this kid needs to be the starter. Um, but I do want to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, because, okay, let me start with this. I put out a tweet when Shabilko came in, and it said, if Shabilko scores tonight, 
does it take something away from what Duran, uh, from what Duran just did? To which a bunch of people were calling, uh, well, they didn't call me crazy, but they were like, no, not at all. And, and I understand, you know, I wasn't trying to be controversial or anything. I was concerned because I was thinking, okay, if Shabilko comes in here and scores a goal or even a brace, then it, in my opinion, it would have taken away a little bit, just a little bit of what John Duran did because it would prove that Toronto are this bad that a player like Shabilko who has been poor, could come in and score on them. That, that's where I was getting at. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was actually rooting for Shabilko not to score, and I know that's a messed up thing to say and a messed up thing to, to, to feel, but I did. I was hoping he didn't score for the sake of Duran because I want John Duran to be that, uh, that starting striker if the fire are not going to go out and get anybody. Now, I, th- th- this doesn't change much in my opinion. I still think the fire need to make changes, especially up top. I still think George Heights needs to go. I'm still not 100% sold on Ezra. I'm happy for Duran right now. He looks good. I think he needs to continue starting and continue to get minutes. But I also feel like he did this against Toronto, a depleted Toronto. Injuries. Pasuelo's gone. A few of the... The players that were on the field against the fire in the last game, a lot of them were not there. And then they lose another defender in, in the first half that go, comes out with an injury. And Toronto sort of, they, I'm, no, they had no answer for Duran. That's another thing. I'm, I'm just, uh, this is the Duran show, okay? This is John Duran's football experience podcast today. They could not stop him. They kept smacking the kid. They were bringing him down, which speaks volumes about what he was doing on the pitch. He was in the right spots, and that's why they had to keep bringing him down. And that's the, the referee. Is it my bias, or was that referee pretty poor? There were a lot of fouls that he did not call that should have been called, and he wouldn't. He overlooked them. He actually looked frustrated with Duran. At one point when he was brought down. And yes, he is. You know, he's got that South American, uh, that South American flair, that South American uh, picardia that we, we say in uh, in Spanish, where, yeah, he might fake, you know, a foul here and there. But still, you know, the kid was being hacked. He was being brought down. They were going to stop him at all costs. And you know what? The kids, he, he stood up for himself. He did well. It, it did not phase him. He just got up brushed it off, and kept doing what he was doing. I do think he was very capable of getting that hat trick today. Very capable of getting it. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. He was subbed off in the post-match conference. When Ezra was uh, asked about him starting, he did say, hey, he was was blunt. He said, Casper Shabilko was brought here to be our starter. Okay, so that's the guy that was going to start. However, the spot was his to lose. And I'm also not going to just start Duran just for the sake, just because this guy's having a really bad game. He also has to show it in practice, which is why, prob- which is why we probably saw 4 And Duran, of course, was going to take some time to, to adjust. I said it last year. He's a 19-year-old kid. Yeah, he's got talents. Uh, they're bringing him in for something, for a reason, right? But he's still going to have to adjust. New country, different language, blah, blah, blah. 
And apparently he's starting to adjust now. So Ezra, he, he pretty much said it. He was not starting. I don't know how much, you know, to believe him in that. But he did say he wasn't starting because he wasn't showing it in, in training. He wasn't there yet. And then he also goes on to say that, you know, you have to show it in training and you have to take your opportunities when you're on the field, no matter who you are, you're not going to get special treatment, whether your name is Casper Shabilko or John Duran. But here's where I call a little bit of bullshit because Shakiri hasn't been spectacular. He is a player that you could sit. You could sit him. I wanted Shakiri substituted out uh, in, in the second half, obviously, because he didn't have a poor game. He didn't have the most spectacular game, and you can see the flashes of brilliance when he's on the field. Definitely, he like he definitely likes to let that ball run, <laughs> you know, and 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 fake the defenders, and, and you can see it. He's a smart player. You could see his class. You could see his experience, but he didn't have the most spectacular game. And I was thinking, sub him off, bring in Torres, let Guti play in the middle. Right, because you just said it that it doesn't matter what your name is, you're not gonna get that special treatment unless your name is Jordan Shakiri, obviously. But oh my god, what else? What else can be said? Um you know what? Toronto's having such a bad season, and I can't take credit for this being my original thought. I saw it on Twitter. That if Bob uh, somebody put out there that if Bob Bradley gets sacked, why not give him an opportunity as a uh, in the fire front office. Why not bring him in and say, "Hey, Bob, you know we want to take a little break from coaching for a while. Why don't you come be our sporting director? Why don't you come and be the head of football operations for us and help us build a winning team?" Because yes, perhaps Bradley's tactics are a bit outdated, but he's still he's still a brilliant football mind. He probably could still put together a really good team. And with him and Ezra and CJ and and, and and that fire staff, probably not Klopas. I still think Klopas uh, should be shown a, a different uh, a different responsibility within the club. And I think we got a winning solution there. So to, to last week's question render, there you go. Somebody answered it for me. Give Bob Bradley a shot. Just wait it out. It's going to get fired, probably. I mean... I hope not because I love Bob and I don't want, you know, bad things for him. But, hey, if it means bringing him onto the fire in a higher capacity and getting rid of what we got, I'm all for it. Um, Okay, what else should we touch on? So, Jairo Torres, he came on in the second half. He was there. Uh, But by the time he came in, Herbers came in and Shabilko came in. And, you know, the fire were pretty much already... In control, the game was already won. So he didn't show much. And I don't expect him to show much right away right now because of the uh, the whole injury situation and he's coming back. But this can't be a, a constant thing. We need to see that starting 11. We want to see that big 11. The big 11, as we like to call it uh, here in, on the north side. We want to see that. And... <laughs> We're halfway through the season and we have not seen it. Granted, yes, he, you know, Jairo Torres came in later, but still, you know, I, let's see what this team is capable of with that with that starting eleven and also against a stronger team. 
Did I mention this earlier? I want to see John Duran doing what he did against better opposition. Because at the end of the day, it was TFC. Not to take anything away, because he's he's a 19-year-old kid. 18-year-old kid, right? He's 18 years old. And that's why he recently joined the fire. And he couldn't come last year because he wasn't 18 yet. So I don't want to take too much credit away from him. He deserves all the credit in the world. You know, the the the, the, the physicality, the speed, the speed of thought that you could see. He's definitely maturing into a, an MLS player. I fear we're not going to have him around so long if he continues on this path. But it was TFC. Now, he has shown in past games that he is probably a better option. He did get that assist against Columbus. And he got another assist. Was it? He, he assisted on Guti's goal against Houston. So, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm kind of I, I I'm looking at this with that perspective of, of it happening now and it's fresh and I want to see him do it against better opposition. He's sorted has shown the uh, the propensity to do it. Now, hopefully he just keeps doing it. Hopefully he keeps doing it and we have our striker and then we probably don't have to go out there and spend a whole bunch of money on a striker. Um, no Gaston Jimenez on the midfield. Sorry if I'm all over the place today. I don't have notes. This is just raw reaction to today's game no Gaston Jimenez I must admit it did seem like he was missed a little bit in the midfield because uh although uh, Navarro wasn't great he wasn't good uh he still had some mistakes that luckily didn't lead to to um to goals against the fire but like I said uh on last week's episode no player makes a mistake for the sake of making mistakes, it's, it's you know, players, uh, a mistake happens on the pitch because somebody else made a mistake, and it's uh, it's like a domino effect, you know? It's, it's all connected. I do believe that. But there are certain mistakes that are on the player, like whiffing on a pass. That's on the player. That's not on, you know, your teammate making a mistake or being out of position or doing something that then caused you to make a mistake. And he did show that. But then again, so did Shakiri. Shakiri had a couple of uh, touches there that got away from him. Uh, I, I've said this before about Jordan Shakiri. I, it's his height. It's his height in MLS. He's got the class. He's got the touch, but it's, it's funny, right? That I say he's got the touch, you know, seconds after I say that he, you know, a couple of balls got away from him. But I do think that the height thing is an issue for Shakiri in this league. I don't see him becoming a fire legend i uh, i just don't um hopefully he proves me wrong but it just it does it's it kind of seems like it's a bad fit like it's not gonna work out um i don't know it, it could be uh that that this team is learning to gel together uh, you know that they're very young but there's just it seems like something's off with him you know he's got the moments of brilliance here and there but like it, it's not like when Blanco was here, you know, Blanco changed the team and he was a part of the team. I don't see that with Shakiri too much. Um, let's see. Uh, Shihos. I want to talk a little bit about Shihos, about the defense in general. They looked better. And I don't know if it's because I was so close, because I was uh, in the uh, second row. And I could hear Shihos yelling at his teammates. And I could hear Tehran yelling at his teammates. You know, Shihos is over there telling him, 
You know, he, he's berating them because in the second half, Toronto started to create some opportunities, and he's, he's yelling at his teammates. He is di- directing them. I think we should start calling him the maestro. Uh, yeah, that is a Seinfeld reference. Uh, because he was th- at one point, one point that I remember, the one thing, bleh, getting too excited here. I need to start coming down. I think I need to start coming down. So Gaga's going to take a, a goal kick, and he yells at the rest of his teammates, turn around, but just like, you know, and it's those little moments, you know, and he's he's pointing and saying, defend here, run there, cover that. And, and and even Tehran was out there yelling at his teammates. And I like that. It shows leadership. That stood out to me a lot. Kasper Shabilko, again, uh, almost scored. He almost got himself a goal. Um, but like I said, luckily he didn't for Durant's sake. Now, if the fire were trailing or the game was tied, then I wouldn't care where the goal came from. Um, Gaga Slonina gets save of the match. Clearly, John Duran gets man of the match. Uh, that assist, that whole play, that entire play, if that's not goal of the week, assist of the week, assist of the year, then something's wrong. If, if John Duran is not on the team of the week, then something's wrong. I think that's about it. I think that's everything I wanted to touch on for, today, uh, for today's quick Quick episode. You know, the fire win. They're no longer in last place, at least until the weekend. And let's see what what happens with, uh, with the Seattle Sounders. Now, there may not be an episode next week. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, quick disclaimer, today is my birthday. And the, the, my gift was the fire winning. And I am going to be having a, a little reunion, a little get-together. You know, it's, it's small, intimate with, with, with the family. On Saturday, so I might not be able to catch the game, and I don't want to come in here and record and you know just talk out of my ass without at least having my genuine reaction. I don't want to just react to highlights, so there might not be no promises. If I'm able to, you know, watch it on my phone or get away for a little bit and, and watch the game, then yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a, a Windy City football experience uh, episode. So. I want to get to a listener question, but it's not actually a question. It's a comment that was left on Reddit by user uh, Patel Aaron. She's she's sent in questions before, and uh, thank you, Aaron. This is a comment. So she says, I haven't seen Typhos or Tifos, sorry, during this rebrand. I hope supporter groups are working on Tifos soon. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I, I, and it's not just the TIFOs, Aaron, that I've noticed. And I touched on this a little bit last year. There's just something different about the supporters. Now, granted, I did stop going to fire games. Gonna admit it. I stopped going to fire games for like two years. And But when I was going and I would go to Toyota Park, and yes, it's Toyota Park, and it will always be Toyota Park. You know, you had Section 8. And then you had Sector Latino over at 101 before the whole, you know, thing happened. And here at Soldier Field, it seems like it's only Sector Latino now. Now, I know that there's other supporters group and they go and they, they hang out with them there. But it seems like that's our main uh, supporter section. That's the name. That's our Monumental. That's our, uh, 
this is a really bad time to blank on other supporters uh, groups names but it seems to be like that's the fire's main thing so to answer your questions well not to answer your question to react to your comments yes i hope that they bring tifos but it just seems so small like today our supporter section and not just today When's the last time you actually saw that supporter section full? And yes, I know it's hard to fill Soldier Field and, and blah, 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 and whatever. But I don't see it as packed as I used to see it. So it's going to be kind of hard to hold up a, a big-ass TIFO with very little people there. Which brings me to that question, what happened to Section 8? Where are they? Did that... Is that gone? Because I'm not crazy about the name Sector Latino. I'm sorry. I love, I love the supporter section. Do not get me wrong, okay? I love our supporters, our supporters, the fans. I love the atmosphere that they bring. I love that they're out there making noise. But Sector Latino just seems so exclusive, you know? If that's our main thing, then maybe the name should change. And But I'm not going to tell them what to do with their... With their supporters group, right? I mean, they're the ones that came up with it so many fucking years ago. It's just that 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 I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that's my comments. Uh, to to your comments, my reaction to your comment, uh, Patel. Thank you very much. Uh, one last thing before I go here, uh, I do want to uh, piggyback off the rest of her comment. She sent me a link to the uh, Danny T Radio YouTube channel. If you guys haven't been watching or don't know who that is, you need to go and check it out. It's Danny T Radio. He's a fire fan, okay? And he made this video about the last 12 years for the fire and how it's been shit. And, man, that video hit me right in the feels. If you're a fire fan, if you're a long-time fire fan, that's going to hit you right in the feels. Because everything he talked about, you're, you're sitting there going, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then, you know, he starts off on how great things were and then how it starts to uh, how it starts to dip. But if you're not if you if you're not familiar with Danny T Radio, go and check him out, please do it for me. Do it for yourself. Subscribe to his channel, man. He's a fire fan. He's a passionate fire fan like me. His passion for the team comes through to me from watching his videos. I don't know the guy. We don't know each other, but I really like his content. And the way he ended that video, that comment that he made when he ended that video, the guy's a poet. The guy is a romantic at heart. Go and check him out. All right. Last thing here. Um, some news about the podcast. Some news about the show. Um, the show, and, and I don't think it will affect a lot of you or maybe any of you, but I'm going to be moving pretty soon. I'm going to be putting the podcast on another host site. I don't know how it will affect uh, here on Anchor. Uh, I, I've got some listener questions. I get some listener questions from Anchor that I love. I, I hope you guys find a way to, uh, to to continue to send me the questions somehow. You know, please don't don't lose the engagement there, but I am going to be moving to uh, to a different host site because, uh, you know, some of the stuff they offer is intriguing to me. And I'll always be grateful to Anchor, but this probably will be the last episode that I go through Anchor or the next one. Uh, I don't think it, it should affect any 
any of you, if you're listening like on Apple or Google or Spotify, because the other one will also distribute the podcast. So yeah, just that. Um, but uh, don't don't uh, don't stop sending questions. Uh, those of you that send them through Anchor, you know, you could do so at WCFE Podcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, on Reddit. Uh, you could even go on Instagram or or even TikTok. I've started uploading videos on tip on TikTok. It brings out my uh, my my preteen self. Uh, you know, I'm not. I don't put myself on camera. It's just I, I use it to put old soccer videos that I have on my phone from the years that I've uh, that I've collected. So. Yeah, no outro music. Just uh, thank you all for listening. Go fire. Let's enjoy this high as long as it lasts, probably just until the weekend. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I got for you guys. Soccer was invented by European ladies to keep them busy while their husbands did the cooking.